Yes. Hello. What's up? It's me, Aiden Jones, and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 26th of October, 2021. Fuck, man. We're getting through it. It's all happening. We're opening up in Melbourne. We opened up finally. Oh, God, on Friday. Um, I've just had the best weekend, man. I just, you know, I uh, Friday... Like I I worked and then I went after work to the cafe near work and there were people sitting down and I was like, oh, that's right, that's today. And fucking I just rode my bike home and it was a beautiful sunny day. It was like the first really good sunny day and um, there were just amazing vibes in the fucking city, like everywhere. People were just happy and... I fucking saw some kid at the bus stop with his girlfriend and they were like 15 or 16 and they were like hugging and it was beautiful and I fucking was like listening to music and like dancing on my bike and the kid looked at me and he he was like mocking me, like nodding his head, you know. But uh, I was too happy to let it get me down. That feels good. And you know what? You know I'm telling you this story actually that I don't really care about at the moment but I'm... I, it's a story that I've told a lot of people recently and the reason that I've told a lot of people this story is because I told it on stage on Friday night. I did a fucking gig. That's right. I've done stand-up and it was great at Red Betty's in, in Brunswick. There were people there. It was a great vibe. You know, no one was wearing masks. People have been very lax on the rules, I shouldn't have said the name of that bar, but everyone who wasn't wearing masks was wearing them in a perfectly legal context. <laughs> Just, man, you know, is an absolute joy to be opening up finally. And, I mean, barring another drastic and unforeseen change in circumstances, which let's not rule any of that shit out, but it feels like we're opening up, like the discourse in politics and in the news seems like it's saying that we're opening up and we're staying open that there's no more lockdowns we're not fucking doing it and um this weekend man i just saw so many people uh i've been around like different groups of friends and and um just making plans for the rest of the year you know like having the confidence to make plans again like there's some fucking cool shows coming up um, maybe a little trip with some friends uh, to go to this caravan park out near the lakes near Bendigo and do a gig there in December with some other comics and just some friends and all this fucking stuff, man. It just, the overwhelming mood right now feels very good and positive and uh, I'm feeling good about this shit. Um, but this week on the podcast, I'm not going to talk about any of that because I've got a guess again which is very exciting, a friend of mine, Casey Gothard, who is a very new comedian, um, hasn't, you know, is not known for her comedy, but is known because um, in her life to date, she's been very active as an artist. And um, we talked about that. We talked about her art. I guess what I'm trying to do when I bring guests on is I'm trying to not, I know there are a lot of... Uh, my feeling about getting guests on as a comedian is I kind of... 
my initial instinct when I first started the poll was like maybe I'll try and get other comedians on and that'll be cool and I'll just be like, you know, interviewing comedians who are like cool, who are kind of – who are respected in the scene, in the community and whatever but um, I don't know. I, I think that's just me trying to fit into some sort of group but actually what I should be doing is getting people on who I share something and I have something in common with and uh, so what I'm trying to do now with the guests that I want to get on, it, I'm trying to get people – who it feels like have a similar outlook towards creating stuff. Like the thing that I'm passionate about is is doing stand-up and I guess doing stand-up but more than that or deeper than that, just like creating things and connecting with people, right? Because that's what I've realized I get from doing stand-up is, is a connection with people. And so if I can find people who aren't necessarily creating in the same discipline as me but they're still creating and they have a similar relationship with the stuff that they create as I do, maybe we'll have a lot to talk about. And uh, I fucking nailed it with Casey because we did, man. We had heaps to talk about. She's got a really cool approach to doing art. She's done a lot of insane stuff. The one thing that really got me that you'll hear about was um, when she was in school. Now, when she was at art school in Brisbane, she... Um, she wrote the words, I fucking love you on a wall in her own blood. <laughs> and then got told off by the um, people at the fucking art school for it, which rules, man. Fucking rules. But she did it all legit. She got a nurse to get the blood out of her arm and then she used a decoagulating agent to like make sure that it wouldn't all clump together. Like she was legit. She's not just cutting her wrists open and writing on a wall. She's fucking doing it, you know? <laughs> Something about that is so much more impressive than just the, you know, like if you just cut your wrist. I mean, that's that's terrifying. You fucking kill yourself. Don't kill, don't do that. Get a nurse to help you. And, uh, and she did. So, <laughs> so yeah, but she's done a bunch of other stuff. And the thing that she's, I mean, not famous for, but she's getting a lot of um, attention in this moment because um, she did uh, she she did Dan Andrews a picture of Dan Andrews out of Fairy Bread and it went on TikTok and it got a lot of hits and it's you know she's got some attention from Pedestrian and a few other media outlets and it's very exciting and. Um, if I'm honest, I was aware. I kind of that like I've known her for a few months and she's done a few other things. She did a, a series of a bunch of comedians as dictators um, and she did one of me, which I'll put on the Instagram at Sitting Under Podcast if you're not following, by the way. Um, she did me as Che Guevara, which is sick, the racial angle. Um, she did, uh, maybe you guys won't know these comics, Dan Rosario as Gandhi, very funny, not a dictator, but still... You know, a zealot, a fundamentalist believer in some sort of thing. Um, who else did she do? She did Alessio Carducci as uh, uh, Benito Mussolini. She did uh, Maury Morgan, this fucking idiot who runs a, a garbage venue. Uh, and she did him as the Colonel Sanders from KFC. <laughs> oh god man anyway um yeah so she's done she's done some cool stuff man and she's just got it's i mean she's obviously a talented artist in the sense of she she has the skill level in the practice of painting that was her medium but she does you know a lot of like conceptual stuff and 
physical things or big kind of pieces in the world. Um, but she has the the skill level there, like the crafters in place. But um, I think what makes her stuff really impactful and special is the ideas that she has. You know, just the concepts, and then also the the um, tenacity to follow through on the concepts rather than just have an idea and talk about it and then let it fizzle away, which I think is what I'm guilty of sometimes. I think a lot of people do that. And I think that's what separates someone who just has interesting ideas from someone who is actually working towards being a great artist. And that's what Casey's doing, man. It's really cool. Her stuff fucking rules. And in this conversation, we talked about that. We talked about our approach towards art and uh, and I got really fired up. I really enjoyed this conversation. And then afterwards, we went for lunch and that was nice too. And uh, I'd not really spoken to her before, you know, like we'd have chats at gigs and whatever but we hadn't really hung out so it was nice to get to know her and and um and talk about art and get fired up about some shit so this is what you guys are going to hear now is um me talking to casey gothard uh enjoy Ghostface killer of the Wu-Tang Clan um, that uh, my mate got signed at a concert years ago and uh, frame framed oh well I framed it he gave it to me in a different frame and then uh, gave it to me when I moved into my old place and I was just like it's still it's one of the things that you just gotta fucking you can't hide that away do yeah. you know what I mean yeah I framed the weirdest shit don't worry what do you got framed Parking fines. Yes. Um, we had these neighbours next door when at my old house and they were Cantonese. Um, they wrote us a complaint letter about one of my parties, but it was written by the grandparents in Cantonese. And they gave us the Cantonese version and the translated version, which I just thought was... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really see the purpose for, uh-huh. but... I just thought it was great, so I framed that. Um, is that in your house currently? Up? Uh, yeah. And then there's like a... I mean, I've got some strange art in my house. I've got... I did a print of uh, my best friend and I last year when we dressed up as Kath and Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a photo? Yeah, just yeah. a photo. And then I've got... Um, I'm currently like working on a giant... Um, uh, like last supper of my friends and I, but like it kind of like really rowdy and kind of like Gen Gen Z millennially. So instead mm-hmm. of like the red wine, it's like rosé and it's like spilt over and there's a vape Sick. on the table. Love but it. it's literally four meters long, oh. so it's taken me ages. In what like painting? Uh no 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 in um it's digital. So I'm right. doing it bit by bit. I can paint. Yeah. But um, it takes me a long time. It's not natural it's not my like um it's not the art that i was always like into or found yeah, easy yeah, yeah. or or found natural you know i should probably intro you i guess before we start talking about art I'm talking oh, yeah. to Katie, Katie gothard am i supposed to say something there no nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh artist new comedian yeah open mic comedian 
Um, oh no, is that rude to say? Fucking open mic. Yeah, open. <laughs> it's almost like a derogatory term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Man, I find it so funny. The people who will say open micer. Oh, it's just an open mic. It's like, can't. Who are you? You're also you at this mean? fucking open yeah, mic. Like the people <laughs> who say it's just an open micer, they're also open micers. You know, <laughs> once you get the humility to realize that you don't need to talk down. Like that to people who suck. You just need to hate them internally and not let anyone know. Yeah. Then you're no longer an open mic. You just harbour like your inner resentment. Yes. Like yeah. I've discovered... But not about their comedy at all. No. Just about their youth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their youth. <laughs> the privilege. As I say, my favourite thing at the moment is the... Um, it's always like the young white comics who go on stage and try and like grab at whatever oppression they can find. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you don't need to be oppressed. It's okay, sweetheart. Totally. Like, but, like, you know, they're, they're from, you know, like a Irish background. And yeah. And, like, start talking about... I'm the like, potato famine, yeah. man. Like, my people, we went through it. It's like, you're from Dandenong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're like, you know, I'm Polish. I'm like, your great-grandparents yeah, were yeah, Polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You... Like, live in Frankston. Yeah, like, totally. You're closer to Eshe than Polish. Man, you know? it's so wild. Sometimes I feel, like, uh, self-conscious about that because, like, I'm mixed race, but I grew up with white parents, and I'm like, am I, by even saying that I'm mixed race, am I, like, you know, grabbing onto whatever fucking shit? But it, it also doesn't feel like that because there's other things, like, I also, when I say I'm mixed race, it sounds right, it feels right. Yeah. Which I feel like that's the test, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, one, also, like, I think if science says you're something, you're something. And yeah. I think biracial is, like, in your blood and your DNA. But yeah. also, you've probably faced adversity from it. Therefore, I think it's all right mm-hmm. to talk about it. Maybe. I mean, I feel like stuff like that, any classifications, it's kind of about figuring out who... It's like person to person, you know? Mm-hmm. Classifications are just good in a broad sense. But once you're talking to a particular person, you yeah. really just got to find out what their experiences are and that, I you mean, know? I even get, like discriminating like I get I'm very ethnically ambiguous sure like every airport I go uh-huh. to they pull me over and I look I don't think it's because they're like suspicious of me I think they just look at me and they're like what is that Not sure where yeah. is it from yeah what are where are you from what's going on here we don't really know like the theory is the black Irish uh-huh so that's when the Spaniards came over to Ireland and kind of like mm. had their way with the women Did their thing um but as far back as like my father's side of the family i believe is you know many many generations of australian like they're in west like they're real australians like my yeah. my pop has got such a full, uh, like broad ochre accent uh-huh. that if he was to be on tv he'd need like those little subtitles like they do in america yeah, for like yeah, yeah, the yeah, gator yeah. shows sure like it's he needs a full-on translator like it's a they come from a town called Geraldton, which is I'm everyone's in Geraldton. like yeah, just north of, of Perth. Is yeah, right? yeah, north or some somewhere not Perth. Yeah. exactly four hours away on a car. I That's that. right. Sure. Yeah. Everyone's okay. Like, they have like a bit of fringe there. I think they have like a little yeah. offshoot of the fringe there. Yeah. Everyone's Did you like, grow up there? No, I grew up in in good old Bruce Vegas. Okay. With my with my mum. Um, just your mum. Just my uh kind of I. I saw my dad up until I was about 15, and then, okay. you know, like, uh, classic uh, stepmom things, I guess, and then it's never really been a big deal. It's not like a daddy issues thing, though I'm sure my psychologist would probably say different. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I was always close to mum. As I said uh, yeah. before, my family grew like, our unit is my grandparents, my aunt, my uh-huh. two younger cousins, and my mum. And your only child. Yeah, my only child. And yeah. so, like, my grandparents really were 
kind of like my parents and my mum was more of a sister. We got to grow up like together. Oh, did your mum have you young? Yeah, 22, which isn't okay. too young, but for like young enough that the family was disappointed and kind really? of... Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like the whole thing was, is like, um, like she didn't find out until she was about five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was no getting rid of me. Oh, dude, that's to. like the same with my mum. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, my mum was 22. Oh, she was 23 just when yeah. she had me. Yeah, they're just like, you don't know what I can do. So we grew up really, uh, yeah, really ridiculously close. And so my yeah. family unit is way too invasive. And like, even even with the fairy bread thing that's happened recently, uh-huh. like the whole family's in on it. Like, you know, giving me marketing tips. Like at yeah. every, they made my grandparents download TikTok. My grandpa printed out the news articles showing around his men's shed. Oh my God. You know? It's great. I'm so looking forward to this family Christmas. But so you know that your grandparents were disappointed with your mum. That's like a thing that you're aware of. Yeah, but then they had me. Uh, she had me, and it was like kind of the best thing because she was like party girl. Right. Like she was kicked out of her university in Townsville. Love it. Uh, she that's was. A, that's like a big. You know, like you get kicked out of like Melbourne Uni, and it's like okay, you get kicked out of university in Townsville. It's like. You brought a gun to school. Yeah, you have <laughs> done something bad. What did she do? I think I think she just flunked out. Mum was, you know, that classic blonde hot girl, big boobs. Mm-hmm. Thing? That was my mum. Oh, you was, told me this yeah, about yeah. your parents, and then your dad's like a big bodybuilder or some shit. Yeah, he was a bodybuilder, <laughs> like full on jacked yeah. up. They were like a fucking. The, like, meathead Instagram couple that you look at and you're yeah. like, oh, I hate these people. Yeah, I hate <laughs> And he was like, he had been in the army and they yeah, met wow. when she was a bartender, like, bartender in back in the 90s too when they all wore short shorts mm-hmm. and those things. And he was the bouncer. You wow. Know? Love story of the ages. That's like, uh, those are the kind of people, like, when I see that girl, I'm like... I get angry. I'm like, who the fuck? How the fuck am I ever going to get to sleep with that girl? And I bet women look at that guy and think of that as well. Yeah. Your parents are those two people. My, they are both those two people. Wow. Yeah. And that, <laughs> literally the only reason I exist is because he was competing at that point in time. And mm-hmm. he was taking a butt ton of horse steroids. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, don't worry, love. I'm in, like, I'm inferred on sterile yeah. at the moment. Because I have horse steroids. Like, yeah. I'm like, mum, horse steroids weren't a good form of contraception. Yes. They never never are. That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason I exist is because he was like, oh, don't worry, love. Wow. And so they met. She was bartending. He was the bouncer. Yeah. And then they broke up. Did they have like a little, like, were they together for a little bit? I think so. Like enough that he apparently went to like my grandparents' wedding anniversary kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, but not too long together. This they... guy on fucking steroids Ooh. showing up to your grandparents' <laughs> wedding anniversary. <laughs> Oh, look, mum, I, the stories I've heard from mum, I think she's brought home worse. Really? Yeah. Oh, sick. Mum was like, you know, the class, mum was very smart, but obviously still is, but um, was kind of, you know, had one bad teaching experience and then was just seen as sort of like a troublemaker from that point onwards. But, um, I mean, the whole reason they, like, they appreciate me being around is because she was kicked out of uni, got pregnant, Uh you know, he... They broke up before she found out. Uh-huh. Um, then she found out. He was like, oh, nah, it's not mine. She's like, fuck it is. <laughs> fuck it is. She literally went you and got a pregnant. fucking horse dick, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's, 
went and got a pregnancy test. She was like, oh, paternity test. She was like, yeah, it's fucking yours. Oh, wow. She went, like, yeah. all in. Yeah, because she's like, you're not going to call me a fucking whore. Like, <laughs> fuck right off. Wow. Like, if you see... Good for her. Well, I mean, if you see my personality, my mother is, like, ten, like, ten times, yeah. like, the confidence and also just way more money at this point. So she, like, I've seen her, like, almost make, uh, like, people at drive-thrus cry. I really? love it. Yeah, she's just got... She's that. a bit of a hard ass. Yeah, but and I she, mean... She's like a small woman as well? No, she's... Uh, I mean, she's taller than I am, which okay. she points out to fucking no end. Uh-huh. Um, and she's really she's really muscly as well. As, oh, wow. I mean, there was no... Between my father and my mother, there was no way I was being like a fucking ballerina. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. They were... Mum's ridiculously muscly at the moment. Uh, she goes to the gym like twice a day. <laughs> but, um, and then she's showing up with her fucking... You know, big gym energy at drive-thrus, making people cry. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's also... Because, like, she... When she did find out she was pregnant, she's like, fuck, I need to turn my life around. Mm-hmm. So when I went to primary school, um, she went to law school. Um, so she would go to university during the day, pick me up from school, and then go work in hospitality at night. Um, and now she's worked hard for years and years and years. And we went from, like, having to buy orange juice concentrate because we were that poor to, like, uh-huh. now she's a barrister. Sick. Yeah. And I mean, that's why... And that was, like, you being born, your family kind of put that... Fuck, what am I trying to say? Your family would maybe credit you being born to her, like, turning it around. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And I was, was I was like a really... Wake-up call. Yeah, exactly. And that's what she sick. needed. And it's a... I think the thing is, as well, is, like, because I was the firstborn, like, of that generation yeah, of my yeah. entire family... I got so much like attention that I was a really good kid, and I think it really helped uh-huh. um, with that. Then I got not so great my t- like early twenties, but you know. Do you remember being a kid and being that like, you know? Do you have memories of your mom like working and being at uni and stuff when you were yeah, young? Yeah, she used to. I remember sit, she used to get me to sit in the back of her um, tutorials sometimes when she had tutorials and she couldn't get anyone to babysit. Uh-huh. Um, cause at the time my family owned a pub and everyone worked at the pub. So mm. all the family members were working. She had to take me with her and she, she'd be like, okay, honey, I'm going to give you a bag of snakes. Can mm. you hot? And she would give me, there's a whole lot of stuff in italics in the law textbooks. I think there would have been laws or, or cases or some right. shit like that. And she'd give me a pink highlighter cause I loved pink and a bag of snakes. And I'd sit in the back of her tutorial and highlight these things. And <laughs> Like all the italics. Can you yeah. highlight all the italics? And then I remember like, cause I went to a good, my grandparents paid for me to go to uh, like a grammar school like mm-hmm. a really nice where my grand- Brisbane yeah girls gra- Brisbane girls grandma cool um, my grandma went there mum said no but she was too much of a troublemaker cool um, but I remember like you know me going to high school and just it, it was very strange because you know people put a lot of um, judgment on on people who go to private school and I do mm-hmm. get that why but mine was really a family that worked to get me there mm-hmm. you know like you kind of had to appreciate every single freaking moment that it was there and like watching you know i just couldn't do all the things that all the girls did which was fine and i never resented it because you know i knew how much my mother worked for where we were anyway yeah and i mean i guess it's a good little segue into my art because that's where like mum because she was forced to go to uni not forced to go to uni the first time but my grandparents kind of sat her down and was like you know you can't um you know, you got to, got to get a proper job. So she studied accounting and that was never going to be for her. And so she always vowed that she just let me do what I wanted. Sure. And my family is very much about that, you know, do whatever you want to do, but be the best at it. Uh-huh. And then at high school, I started to get 
really good at art in about grade 10. Yeah. I started doing performance work and in installation, which is quite young for that age. And my um, What do you mean, what kind of performance work? What's that mean? So that's like uh, when you do see someone like perform in a gallery. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always try to, like, I describe my art to people who aren't artists as, you know when you go into a gallery and you, you see something and you're like, what the fuck? Or how is that art? Sure. That's kind That's of That's the thing. Like, I went to, uh, is it Mona? The one in Tassie? Mm. To Mona? Oh, good. And, uh... <laughs> was it the poop machine? Yeah, the poop machine. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, how is that art? But, I mean, it's like... That's the thing that stuck with me. So, obviously, it's good art if art is, you know, uh, valued by how much of an, a reaction it elicits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big part about modern art is... Is this a, like a sensation thing, and it's like it 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 begs the question not what is art but what's not art, mm, which okay. is really something that I always thought amazing because I do. It's kind of how I view the world, and um, like I studied it obviously all through high school yeah. and university. Um, oh yeah, performance art was like a like I the first performance I ever did. I like got this. I was in the school theatre. I filled it up with like literal garbage. I collected garbage for months and it was about waist high. And then wow. I made this period. Where'd you put all the garbage when you were collecting it? And where'd you collect it from? <laughs> it was recycling and I just collected it from all the school bins, thank right. God. Okay. And also my family, I'd be like, can you save all your recycling? And where did you put it when um, you were collecting it? I kept it? it at school, um, thank God. Because I got good marks uh-huh. and my art teacher really believed in me. Like he sat my mom down at one parent teacher interview, like in grade eight or nine. And he was like, are you willing to let her do this? Mm-hmm. Because she could actually like, she could be she's good, the real, she's the real thing. Which be good, an artist. sounds yeah. ridiculous. That's uh, really cool, man. Yeah. Who was your art teacher? Uh, his name is Donald Pincott. He is, I still go to gym. He's, uh, I mean, he was the first ever gay man that I fell in love with. Uh-huh. Um, I am like a level 10 hag, like gay men. <laughs> and like gay men can just sniff me out from across the room. <laughs> like even when we go to open mics, the one gay yeah. comic will go like, and, like they, they come across and they find me. Yeah, and, like, sick. Um, and, like, oh, all, that's hilarious, man. Most of my friends down here are like, like extroverted gay Brazilian men. It's, <laughs> Very niche. What a type. Well, the th- if you want to be a hag and like, you know, an alpha one at that, you got yeah, to go to the Brazilian guy. No, you got to find a market and monopolize it. Oh, right. You know? A niche market. <laughs> you want to go for like the twinks and stuff. No, every girl, every girl and her fucking chihuahua wants a twink. Oh, no, right. I've, I found my You're market. you for a different market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I always get mistaken as Brazilian. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna I'm say you could come, you could come across as Brazilian for sure. Yeah, so yeah. they just love it. They you know, always talking. Oh, darling. We're going out to the clubs. Please come. Please come. Even on Friday. Darling, where are you? Where are you? So I'm out gig. They're like, no gig. You're oh, man. I can't wait to see you putting on your own shows and have a crowd full of just like shredded fucking volleyball playing gay Brazilian <laughs> men. I mean, it's funny. The, even the, the crowd that I'm already attract. Like I've started to attract like a, I'll do a gig. And I, I'll get at least one or two followers That's after sick. every gig. And it's either girls, like younger girls, like gens, like just below those. So, yeah. you know, they're like 18. They're like, like 18, like real young girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, or the, it's just, yeah, hardcore gay men. Yeah, sure. Um, and 
I mean, it's good. I like that market. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're fun people. Um, even at like a Red Betty on on Friday, uh-huh. fucking Thomas Banks was in the front row, and it was yeah. it was great rapport. Um, <laughs> I had a goldie. Mum was like, "You get fucking three more ooze, Thomas. Three yeah, more yeah, ooze yeah, in the yeah, entire yeah. set, and then I'm done. You're done. You're done." <laughs> But that's interesting that you talk about getting a crowd because you've been doing art, like, so you've been doing art since school. Mm-hmm. And then at some point in school, you transitioned from, like, doing art in school to doing your own stuff. You were in galleries? Yeah, I've been in a few galleries. Um, what was that like? What, when did that kind of happen? Uh, I mean, it happened, like, at one as a part of art school. Uh-huh. Um, so you went to art school after Yeah, school. I studied art, fine arts in yeah. university, so... That's not, like, the arts, like every fucking Fitzroy yeah, person yeah, does. Yeah. It's like you have to submit a portfolio of your so work. To get in. To get in. And where do you, you study that? Uh, QUT. Okay. Um, which is, I, I wanted to do, I really thought I wanted to get into advertising. Um, even though I, I always wanted to, all I've ever wanted to do was make people feel and make people, and I, obviously, like, comedy has always been there as well, but I always just thought it was a ridiculous concept or thought right okay humor is always something how like in high school i was always the like one of the funny kids one because it got me out of trouble but Uh two it was just you know how i how i was yeah like even good rapport with the teachers like my art teacher i used to like um and i used to like tape over like he was older um and i used to like tape over the bottom of his mouth so it wouldn't work or like i don't know the, you know, teachers ask, you know, where's my hat? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I go into a whole bit about how, like, the, the hat's there. Can't you see the hat? <laughs> right. And some teachers probably love that. And some teachers yeah. are probably like, I fucking hate this little <laughs> Just wear a fucking hat. Just wear a hat. Just wear a hat. <laughs> I'm trying to pay off my fucking house. My kids hate me. This chick's pretending that she doesn't know what a hat is. Yeah, it's, um... <laughs> They hated me for... A few teachers hated me for at the start, but by the end, they kind of figured out I was yeah, harmless. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I've ever wanted to do is just make people um, feel. And like a lot of my art, which is... I guess it's funny from what I'm doing at the moment, is a lot of my... My art was very, very dark. Mm-hmm. It was very, like... Just, like, I had to get a psych check for one of my artworks that I made. Sick, what was it? <laughs> I painted the wall with my own blood. Whoa, <laughs> that's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> what did you paint on the wall? I Anything? fucking love you. Oh, dog, that's so sick. <laughs> oh, I had to get like a nursing. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get the blood from? It was mine. On your arms? Where did you cut oh, yourself? No, I got a nursing friend to help me take it out. Holy fuck! And you put it just like what in a cup with a paintbrush? Yeah, like an anticoagulant agent. Oh my god, you really thought about it? Yeah. An anticoagulant agent. You're like, oh, I'm getting a blood. I don't want to fucking waste it. Fuck up my blood in the cup. Yeah. Let and me talk to a nurse. And like one of my fuck. That's crazy. My man. Final... How old were you? Uh, eighteen. Yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to do ridiculously dark stuff at high school, even though it was really dark. Yeah. It was like that performance work with the garbage. It was up to my knees. Or past there, and I made this giant pyramid of chairs. It was about two hundred chairs, and it was about fifteen uh-huh. meters high. And what were you doing? I kind of like dragged this like one chair. So these all these chairs were kind of white, and I had a projection going over the top, and um, like a smoke, the smoke screen, uh, actual smoke going out. Um, and then I was like dragging the chair around with these kind of like 
sort of totalitarian messages in the background. And then it just kind of switched and changed. And then I've like got the one chair I was kind of dragging around and threw it into like the 200 chairs and just watched them go. Oh, yes. And this is in the theatre at school? Yeah. And then so I'm... people walk into the theatre. What's the day? Set up the day for me. So, this is, so... is this a weekend? No, it's a school day. It's a school day. It's a morning. Yeah. I get, I'm in my homeroom class. Uh-huh. And my homeroom teacher at the time was my art teacher. Yeah, and you've and been collecting garbage for a month? Yeah, months, months. months. You've been uh, collecting, she's been collecting garbage for months. And, I, and today's the day. Today's the day. I filled it already with garbage in the morning before homeroom. <laughs> homeroom, my art teacher was like, everyone needs to take a chair for Casey down to the thing. Yeah, thing. great. And then, like, I got the foreman to, like, help me set it up. And then... Not everyone came and watched it because it was a graded work, obviously. Right. Um, but my art teacher did get the principal to come sit in on it, which was... Wow, that was so cool. He was like, come and fucking see this chick. This is important. Yeah. And then, like, and then she came and saw all the ones afterwards. Like, I did this artwork a couple months later with... I was, like, on this elevated... I'm try- it's hard to describe them, and I don't... I've never really filmed anything. The school did. Yeah. Um, they've got the record somewhere, uh-huh. but... I've never wanted my art to be... It's it's just meant to exist it's, how it yeah, is. Yeah, it's a moment. I don't want to keep yes. it. Yes. You know, I don't... Um, That's I, cool. I did this artwork where I was, like, on this elevated platform and to all my joints I had attached, like, a sort of UV drips that went over a bar and I, um, on the other end of it was an upside-down umbrella. Uh-huh. And I filled... So, like, a, if you can imagine, it's like a lever. So, like, when my arm would move, so would... The umbrella would move up and down, so as I okay. moved, um, they moved. And I filled these umbrellas, they were clear ones, with uh, water and liquid ice with different scents and colours. Because the fog, the smoke, um, absorbs the scents. Right. I, I was always very big into everything. You yeah. experience everything. Every sense uh-huh. I want to be experienced. Okay. So it's always video, there's always audio, yeah. there's yeah. always some other element. Like even in future artworks, I did one about... Sounds really creepy about pedophilia, and I got people to chew hubba bubba bubble oh. gum before going into it to wow. try and like bring back those sort of nostalgic yeah, memories. Okay. But this one, this particular one, was good. But I'd only trialed it for five minutes, and uh-huh. it was a fifteen-minute artwork. But it was repetitive movement, so I didn't really think. So what the 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 umbrellas are upside down. They're filled with this stuff that's like water and dry ice and yeah. scents. Yeah. And when you move, the Thank umbrella moves, and it kind of tips a little bit. Uh, kind of, but it was more meant to like be reactive. So when they moved up and down, it kind of looked like, and like there's like four or five of them, so yeah. they're all like moving up and down all around me. So it's kind of like a, it's showing the reaction and the sort of cause and effect of what you can do. Right. Does that make sense? So it's like how your little movements can impact can this. really have big impacts. Um, and in I, like literally a space that everyone's in. And then I was like blindfolded and like I was wrapped in bandages and stuff like that because you're not allowed to be naked in high school for sure. art. Um, but because I trialed it for five minutes and it was 15 minutes, I didn't know that the dry ice would start to melt <laughs> the umbrella. So I've, still, <laughs> I've got scars still <laughs> all over my body. And it was Fuck, awful. Like I started like, I was like crying, but not showing it because I just wanted to, I wanted the artwork yeah. to go on. And I mean, it's a cool thing to have like little tiny scars from yeah, all the cool, burns man. from when I was, you know. So yeah. what, you're like evidently an intense person and like your family said, you, if you're going to do, you can do whatever you want, but you've got to be the best at it. Yeah. So that's made you 
all right, then, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking do some art. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then I, that's why I went to, like, university, because yeah. I was like, I'll do it there. Yeah. And I did some really cool ones. Like, I I made, like, uh, ca- like dead cow hearts beat and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but then I finished university, and my brain kind of just did that thing that it goes, oh, okay, you got to go get a real job now. Right. Um, and so... I did a advertising internship at like a really big advertising agency. Yeah, when you said advertising, I thought that that's kind of like, you know, people want to be... Like, I wanted to be a writer when I was young. So I was like, well, I'll be a journalist, yeah. you know? Because you're like, I don't believe that I can actually make money from doing exactly the thing that I want to do. Yeah. So why don't I try and ahead of time settle so yeah. that I can just kind of do it. Kind of, yeah. It still, still feels like fun, like I'm engaged in the thing that I like, but that's how other people have made money from it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. I was like, doing art or, as I say, comedy's always been a bit there, but it's one of those things that I never thought of myself. It was other people telling me because yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's, who can do that, you know? Like, yeah. it's like a... It was just so absurd to me that I just kind of let those fall by the wayside. Uh-huh. And I got this huge internship. It's a, it was an agency called Clemenger. Okay. Uh, and the internship was in Melbourne. Yeah. I saved up enough money to come live here for two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you doing for work while you were in art school? Just like... Ah, uh, hospital. Ca- yeah. A, bit, a barista. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, just full on barista. I worked at a whole fucking load of places. From... And you were coming in and they're like, what are those scars? And you're like, dry eyes. Yeah, Don't just... worry about it. Long black? <laughs> <Don't>... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah it was just like... Just, I, I Still to this day, like I live right around the corner from one of my old fucking cafes and uh-huh. still the customers like trap you in traps. I'm like, I don't feel obliged yeah. to talk. Totally. Remember when and we used to have a relationship before? That was because I was getting paid. Yeah, exactly. You gave me money. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like trying to be friends with strippers outside the club. They don't want to be friends. <laughs> yeah, totally. They don't want to be friends. Yeah. Like, I have my own friends. What was... I want to go back to yeah. what... Uh, you were so intense on this art thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a moment when, like... Like, were you going to galleries? Were you, like, seeing stuff on TV? What was, like... Because, you know, I remember watching stand-up when I was a kid and I was watching, like, Dylan Moran, Monster, and, like, Black Books got me into that and that was, I think, the moment when I was just, like... I remember the stuff that I was watching that made me want to do stand-up. Do you remember the art that you watched? Because, like, who the fuck wants to do art? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What kid is like, I'm going to tape a bunch of UV things to my arms with umbrellas upside down. Like, where does that come from? Um, I actually, like, it's always people like... I hate going to galleries. Yeah. I hate looking at other people's art. Sure. I don't like many other artists. I don't even really like my own art in the art sense. I've just, as I say, it's the like I never knew I was good at art until I went to high school when it became mm-hmm. more than painting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were painting as a kid. Uh, I just I like making art and drawing. And you stuff just like, like making that. things. Yeah. yeah. I used to build things with my grandpa a right. lot. Take things apart. Always liked things. Yeah. Um. And. And what do you like about that? You like the act of putting it like together and taking it apart. I yeah. I guess I, that's a. I do yeah. I, like is the moment? Is it kind of? What do you like about the moment, or is it the process, or like? I like being able. I'm not always able to articulate how I feel completely. And art is the one thing that I think I can actually show people what's really mm-hmm. there and what I really feel and and in the exact senses. And mm-hmm. you can... Art and even comedy is something where you 
can tap into the human psyche of someone else and you can bond with someone else without even having to talk to them. Like, and I just think that is amazing. And with art, I don't know what it is. Something will just get in my head and it will not get out until it's out. Yeah. It will just, it will stay there and it will be a constant thought. It's like a new joke. It's just there. It's right there in your head. You're constantly thinking about it. You come up with a new bit, like as you're walking, all this is like, it's just right there. Yeah. That's, when I stopped art school, it hadn't been there for a long time, that need to make something or do something. And then the end of this lockdown, like last lockdown was the first time I was just like, I need a fucking, like, I just, I had this idea. Um, and I've been saying for a, a while that the moment I can figure out how to combine my art and comedy, uh-huh. that's when right. I'll start getting good at comedy. Like, that's, everyone's got to find a point of difference. Yes. And I think that's, yeah. So it just it wouldn't get out of my head. I just, well, I've, I've been thinking about, like, um, the point of difference thing, you know? It's like, I'm, a big thought that I'm on at the moment is that there's two, like, as a comedian, right? You can be a comedian who does a job. Or you can be a comedian who does yourself, who is yourself. You know, if you do a job, you get plugged in, you're reliable. People who run shows are like, mm-hmm. that guy, he's good. He's going to do good on my show. I'll give him a spot on the show. You get X amount of money. It's a flat rate. And if you're sick, you don't do the show. But someone else comes in and does that spot on the show, right? Yeah. Or you can be... And that, that is you're kind of compromising. You're kind of yeah. like, I'll, I'll make sure I make this person who runs that show happy so that I get booked again on the show. Mm-hmm. Or you can do exactly what you want to do. And maybe it's not even comedy. It's like 99% comedy, but it's 1%, you know, what it is that you do because it's not a predetermined set role, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'm a comedian, but I'm not... My favourite comedian is Bill Burr, but I'm not going to be Bill Burr because he's already Bill Burr. Yeah. You know, like I, when I was young, I used to love Hunter S. Thompson and I read something that he said. He was like, I feel like I became a writer just as the door was closing. And I read that when I was like 19 and I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to be a writer because he said that. You can't be a writer anymore. And as I got older, I realised he only meant that for the way that he did it. Of course the door closed because he walked through it. Because yeah. if the door was still open, everyone else would be trying to do that. Because everyone else wants to be Hunter S. Thompson because that's a fucking sick life. Exactly. But you can't do that because he did it. So his door closed. You've got to find your own door, make your own door and walk through that. And then as soon as you walk through it, that door is also going to close. Yeah. You know? You, but you're closing it to other people, not to yourself. Not to yourself. You walked through it. You're on the other side of the door. And, you gotta, and, and it's like if you want to do exactly the thing that you want to do, which is like, you know, you start, for me, I started doing comedy and I was like, this is so fun. I love doing this. I just want to keep doing this. And I want to get paid for exactly that. I don't want to be a trivia host, you know? Yeah. And we go like, what else can you do that you can use that skills? I don't want to do that because that's just a fucking job. Yeah. And if I want a job, I can go get a job. But if I want to do the thing that I fell in love with doing when I first started doing comedy, then, you know, it's like, you got to just do that. Because if you... If you do other stuff, you'll get good at doing the other thing. But if you want to get really good at doing exactly the thing that you want to do, you've got to keep doing that and trust or at least hope that one day you're going to get paid for doing that. But if you veer off the course, it's like, you know, you're not making your fucking door to walk through. You're yeah. making a door for someone else. Exactly. Does just that going, metaphor work? <laughs> yeah. Just going down everyone else's path. You're going, yeah. you're going through an archway that's got no door. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking through a door that heaps of other people to walk through, which is great. 
but it's like you're not getting to where you want to go. You you know where you want to go because that's your unique place. So you got to figure out how to get there yourself and not follow anyone else. Exactly, you got yeah. to do your do your own thing, and it's like, I mean, so it's happened with me with art and comedy, but it's like, is it with you as well? It's like, it just I don't give a shit if I'm bad. I don't give a shit if people don't like it. Mm. I don't give a shit about anything. My body tells me that this is what I need to do. Yeah, this is the thing. And I, I don't care. Yes. You just got to keep going because that's persistence and consistency. Uh-huh. It's like, have you heard the quote, the harder I work, the luckier I get? Sure. I think that's true. And I think it's like a lot of people, you know, I, as I say, it's like a, it, I don't find it a chore to do those things. Even yes. when, yeah, even when yeah. you bomb on a night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking... It's the best. It's great. You're like, cool. You're I like, wasn't the worst. Yeah, I'll yeah. Work, walk off. And when I make a piece of art, it doesn't always... Yeah. It didn't always... It doesn't feel right. It didn't... Yeah, yeah, like I'm trying to... It happened a bit with um, school and, and university occasionally because obviously there's deadlines and assessments and sometimes it just wasn't yeah. feeling right. But the, you didn't have time to get it to where it wanted yeah. to be for you. Well, I've never made a bit of art that I'm 100% happy with. Yeah, cool. It's constantly chasing. What's a bomb feel like for art, for making art, and the kind of art that you're making? What You know, like in comedy, you bomb, the people don't laugh, or it feels like it comes out wrong. What's that feeling in art? It's that realisation that you are right in the sense of, you know when you make something... And you know it's not good. Yeah. And you are like, I've got to make it anyway. Yeah. But you kind of just deny it. And yeah. then the reaction towards it is yeah. exactly yeah. what you knew it was going to be. And you're like, totally. Fuck. Yeah, man, dude. I did this show a few years ago. It was called 52 Days. And the premise of the show was I kept a journal on a deck of cards for a year in 2012 because mm-hmm. I was trying to not drink for the year. So I drank one day a week for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And every day that I drank, I wrote what I did that day on a card from a deck, 52 cards, 52 weeks. And then years later, I was like, oh, that's a good premise for a show. So I would pick the cards out, hand them out to the audience, and then pick people at random and tell the story in that order. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the idea, but my skill as a comedian wasn't good enough at the point to make it truly random. So I kind of got, you know, there were, say, there was my girlfriend from that year. Um, there were like 10 cards with her name on it. So I would pick one of those cards and there was like 10 of those and I would tell the start of the story about her. Mm. So it wasn't truly random, you know? And I, I kind of knew that about the show and then I did the show and, you know, it was kind of roughly the same every night but I was getting away with it and it was pretty good but it wasn't that great. And then this fucking reviewer, Steve Bennett, who's like one of the most known yeah. reviewers in like the fringe circuit, came to the show and he said exactly that and he fucking saw right through it yeah. and I was like, oh! He's so fucking right, and he gave me a very lukewarm review. Yeah, and I it was just it broke my heart, but he was fucking he was so right, you know. It's that feeling, yeah. it's the same like, yeah. But I think that's the thing. I've, there's a thing I've started to think though in the past, I guess, weeks since all of this has happened is that comedy is just another performance piece, mm-hmm. like what you described to me actually sounds like a beautiful piece of art. And that's sure. what performance art would be. Yeah. And because you're not attempting to make it, you wouldn't be attempting to make it funny, I guess. Mm. That, I, I love that idea. That'd be... So well, this kind of what I mean about like 99% comedy and 1% you is it's just like, you know, I mean, I get fucking snobby about comedy. I look at someone and I'm like, ugh, <laughs> fucking write a joke, loser. But yeah. like, 
You know, and then that it's like you got to do you, you, the template is stand up comedy, but you can't just follow the template or you're just plugging yourself into a job yeah. at someone else's thing. You got to figure out this is you know how other people have done it, but how am I going to do it in a bit of a different way? You know, exactly. and it might look differently to the way that everyone else has done it. That's good. But innovation is always seems nuts to everyone. You know, yeah. the fucking. My history should be better than this. Whoever said, you know what? The Earth's round. Everyone's like, fuck you. It's flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's like Galileo or Copernicus. One of those. One of those. One of those wogs, man. (laughs) (laughs) One of the wogs. (laughs) You know why I say that. I'm sorry to any wogs listening to the pod. (laughs) I mean, I did did ancient Latin for like four years in high school. Um, And the only reason I passed was because I passed like the mythology part. Yeah. Um, Didn't learn one word of Latin except Canis. Canis's dog. Canis's dog. Yeah. You know what my grandpa taught me? Uh, Sator aripo tenet opera rotas means the sower aripo tends the wheels with care. And if you write it, each of those words is five letters. You write it Sator, top line, second line, third line, fourth line, fifth line. It reads up, backwards, and down, and up like the cross. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool unless you're fucking learning it and there's yeah, like 35 yeah, yeah, variants yeah. of every fucking word. Sator Aripo Tenet Opera Rotas. We had Nilsen A. Labore. Nothing without work. Oh, yeah, I like that. What do you think about this? I've just been... This is something I've been thinking about for heaps recently. Maybe I even want to... I'll tell you about something I did. Yeah. I, uh, so I've been thinking about why, you know, lockdown... Why? Why do I do what I do? What am I getting out of it? And how can I try and get that somewhere else when that avenue is cut off temporarily? And I think what I get out of doing stand-up is connecting with people, right? And, yeah, and, and like, the moment that I love about stand-up, there's a lot of moments, but the laugh, a laugh is so great because it's honest. There's no lying in a laugh, you know? You say something to someone and they laugh, you know whatever you're trying to tell me, you understood what I said just then. And there's a connection there. And you can't pretend that you didn't understand. I made you laugh. I know yeah. you understood. You might say, oh, I don't like that. I don't agree. Or whatever. You laughed. Yeah. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. And, um, and, and so that's a real moment of connection there. And when there's no comedy, I'm like, okay, well, I like connection with people. So how can I do that? And I was doing puzzles in lockdown. And I did a 1,000-piece puzzle. And I wrote... On the back of it, where's my phone? I'll fucking find it. Oh, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. I can't exactly remember. But I uh, I was like, I want to write a message on the back of the puzzle, you know? And I was like, what am I going to write? I was like, maybe I'll write some poetry. I like Bukowski. But then I was like, why would I write someone else's words? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this. And I wrote something. It was something like, um, hey, to whoever's reading this, you know. And so you've got to finish the puzzle and then flip it over yeah. to read yeah. the message. I was like, to whoever's reading this, I've been thinking of this quote lately. And the quote is... Um, art is when you try and make something you try and make a thing and then you try and make a better one and you keep on doing this until you die and that's a pretty good life it's I fucking love that yeah it's true it's true and 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 then I put I don't know what thing I'm trying to make um, you know it's hard to know but I think I am doing that and I think every time everything I make I want to be better than the last thing I don't know what the thing is but I still, I know I'm trying to make a thing. And I think this, what you're reading, is my latest thing. And I'm pretty happy with it. So if you think that's cool, here's my email. Let's talk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like, that's it, right? It's like the thing that I'm trying to make isn't necessarily stand up. It's just a connection with people. Yeah. So how can I best make that? And when there was no stand up, one idea that I had was like writing a fucking message on the back of a puzzle for someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that, 
and it's the I mean you hit the nail as a, I've been saying it's that connection and I think that's what the best artist the best anything that like elicits a response mm-hmm. is all about the connection that you have yes and we don't give people credit enough for it and it's it's a thing that I think I'm not a religious person or a spiritual person per se but I think there is just something absolutely magical when you for a split second can have a connection with someone by doing something that is not for them does that make sense you're just being you right and they are also like i feel the same way you know it's it's that that connection that i mean it's a fucking addictive mm-hmm. and it's what you know chases i'm sure it's what you're chasing in comedy yeah. you get a fucking good night yeah. you can bomb 10 nights in a row uh-huh. you don't care because you're still just chasing that first fucking laugh yeah. that you ever got yeah and it's the same with art the first time i mean i, I unfortunately i kind of realized that when i got a good mark and my art teacher kind of sat me down and was like hey look this is something that not everyone's doing not mm-hmm. everyone's like what you're doing yeah is like oh wow like it's just uh it's just magical it's it i can't you can't stop it as i yeah. say it's like it gets in your head and you fucking can't get it out of your head until yeah you do it that's a really good way to explain it man that you someone understands something but you didn't do it for them you did it for yourself that's yeah. so fucking true isn't it and I think that's what like I mean my market I work in marketing and I think like the big thing like how our generation will become successful is by <clears throat> making themselves into a brand whether mm-hmm. that is you know that uh, the dude who's on TikTok who made those hoodies you know those giant hoodies like that's a product but it's him it's in a product yes or whether it's being an entertainer or a fucking computer programmer, right. you, this generation, we're by ourselves in order to connect. Uh-huh. Like we are so connected with so many other people that you actually kind of need to remove yourself from that to become successful. You need right. to, you know, virtually make yourself into, yeah, as I say, a brand. You need I, to make yourself into like a unit. Yeah. yeah. Like your own, this is who I am. Yeah. So that then other people can come to that rather than I am just a part of this interconnected web. Yeah. yeah. Like I, the and the, the reason I thought I could combine, I've been actually thinking of making comedic art for a while just uh-huh. because I made dark art for so long. Right. Um, you want it to be, what do you mean, funny? Yeah, I've never elicited a I mean, laugh from what? art. Writing, your blo- writing fucking I fucking love you on a wall in your blood, that's pretty funny. Like, that <laughs> I is, thought it was funny. It's funny. And the university's like, we're going to need to sit you down. <laughs> um, You're like, all right, prude. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you can't bring your own blood into the university. <laughs> what if I get a nosebleed? I feel like it's just yeah. Um, But it's... I can't remember where I was going with it, but yeah, it's uh... I, maybe that's the difference between art and marketing. Is marketing the reason it feels icky is because it's not for you; it's for yeah. them. You're trying to get them to buy something. Yeah, I mean, if I sell, <laughs> the fact that I'm selling merch, but I like that it's funny. I'm not making much of a profit at all because I wanted it all to be really sustainable. Yeah. Um, but. I just like that. Again, I can connect with someone I don't even freaking know. Yeah. And I think it's just amazing. I think the, as I say, yeah, in marketing we learn that, you know, you make yourself a brand. And the first time I thought I could combine art and comedy was actually one of my favourite comics is Joe Lysett. Sure. You know, he's... That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Joe Lysett, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I would sing, but I sound awful. Uh, I am not a singer. That is not one of the mediums I'm good at. Um... 
But yeah, even when he, I saw his first bits when he would write those complaint letters, and then he started yeah, doing weird yeah, art, yeah. and I was like, you can beat everything. Like I, yeah. again, I'm a fucking great baker. I uh-huh. almost got on the Great Australian Bake Off, Sick. and there was a joke around it. But Gavin's fucking got it for whatever TV show he was on. Yeah, whereas I didn't have a big enough sob story <laughs> <laughs> to get on the fucking. I got through all the rounds of auditioning where they have the cameras and you're like test baking in a big sure. kitchen, right? And then, you know, my, I was also, like, 19. Oh, so what do you mean you have a big... So, I mean, you don't need a sob story, but, like, this chick is a performance artist. She fucking... Right on the walls in her blood. That's a headline <laughs> right there! She's nuts! She's, she's nuts. cooked! <laughs> exactly! And she can back. Yeah, she's cooked. Uh, but it's a... I didn't know how to play it up or do it at the time, because they'd be like, why do you like bacon? I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, you didn't know how to sell it. That's a big part of it, isn't it? Yeah, there's a fucking lady next to me who ended up getting on the show, and my lemon cake was fucking better than hers <laughs> on the test kitchen. I tell you fucking <laughs> what. a bitch. Yeah, but she was like, they're like, you know, why do you bake? It's like, it reminds me of my, you know, dead grandmother. Ugh. And they're like, what do you do? I... <laughs> She literally volunteered to raise guide dogs. Oh, like, how the God. fuck is, am I supposed to yeah, fucking appeal to that? Maybe yeah. a lemon cake would have been good if she wasn't so busy raising those fucking dogs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's like, I can do all of those things. Although that's, I don't have many goals in comedy. I've got, got a few comedic goals and a few art goals that I think the art goal may be achievable very soon, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. But I've got a few goals in comedy. One of them is to get on the Big Fat Quiz of the Year uh, because it was my ex's favourite show, Who Dumped Me, and I just had to put him off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the show. Yeah, there's not better motivator than Spike. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. I've learned the favourite thing about my fairy bread, Dan Andrews, yeah. is that all over the news, and I know they you know fucking, fucking saw it. it. I know that. Uh, try and get me out of your life. Um, That's sick. And then this, the, the second one is... I want to go, like, I want to do, I want to go over to England. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Um, I think my comedy would go well over there. I can mm-hmm. play up the Australianness, or sure. I don't even need to play it up. My Bogan accent yeah. slips right through, unfortunately. It's uh-huh. one thing private school didn't get out of me. Um, <laughs> but I just want to be on the celebrity Great British Bake Off and win. So I can just win it. Or okay. I could go on the real one and win it anyway. Boom, boom. Yes. Whichever one it is. Yeah. But that's one of <laughs> That's like a one of two goals. That's sick, man. Yeah. Um, Oi, let's keep going, but yeah. I want to go pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'll just fucking edit this bit out. Oh, okay, cool, because I'm also going to pee. Are oh, you going to pee? All right, <laughs> yeah, you we'll, go pee first. We'll, we'll go one, two. I've never done it. I've never done like a, a toilet break in the pod before. I know, I felt, I was there, I was like, I think I should be saying something funny. Uh-huh. And then in the toilet, I realized I should have been like, Gal, he's keeping me captive. Uh-huh. So I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. Oh, to the podcast. Oh, to this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, I've had too many coffees. I I am a I'm one of those people who pick, I drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. and I drink a I, I drink like eight coffees a day. Fuck! <laughs> I used to be a rooster, so I was just I, I'm yeah, just used of course, to it now. Slamming it. Um. Oh, it's gone down during lockdown though, just because like we have a coffee machine at work as well, so I don't usually have to pay for all the coffees. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'm like that person. Like I have to go for like when I go, I walk like twenty kilometers a day during lockdown. Sick. Um, but I have to go along the beach because I got bathrooms all along the way. So I'm const- constantly peeing. Like I'm that chick that they always catch like peeing behind the fucking back of the car. That's I'm sorry, dude. I'm gonna piss myself. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm sorry, I can't just whip something out yeah. to go stand up. Oh man, I pee in public all the time yeah. as well, and I'm just like I'll go down a fucking alley and shit. And I, you know, it's weird, but I'm just like 
Yeah, I need to go pee a lot. Sorry, there's not enough public fucking bathrooms. Yeah, right? the, the world wasn't designed for the small bladdered man. All exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, Where's what? my fucking what? accessibility, you know? Yeah. I'm down there had fucking like a legal <laughs> urination fucking ancient Rome. I'm, I like, that's the thing. It's like, we're not designed to hold it in. Oh, uh, was it legal in ancient Rome? I don't know. I don't oh. think it was. That's what I mean. I'm like, they got a peed anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, fun fact, I don't know. It's got nothing related to do with pod. Did you know that the Palace of Versailles is so huge that and there's not enough bathrooms that people used to just use corners of the room to go... They would literally just go shit in the corner of the Palace of Versailles because it's so fucking huge and there's not enough bathrooms. What? Yeah. They, in the corner of the rooms? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so large. Because that was, what, end of the 17th, just before the revolution, yeah. hey? Oh, my God. That makes me so sad. I just thought it was so funny because I was going through the, like when I went to go see it and mm-hmm. it's like so grand. Yeah. And, like, Did amazing. you go on a tour? I don't think I went inside. I've been. Did I go inside? I can't fucking remember. Did you just go to the gardens out the back? Yeah, it might have been that. Fucking huge. I didn't yeah. realise it was the size of a suburb. Yeah, it's incredible. I got lost there. Um, my aunt, so I went and studied in Norway for a year. Uh-huh. I did my art uh, for six months, but I was yeah. over there for about nine, ten yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my art over there. Um, but <laughs> my best friend was a like studying abroad in Paris at the time so we went and she travelled and she showed me all around because I used to just uh, although my favourite thing to do when travelling is like because you, you want learn the history but I don't want to go to museums anymore I'm, yeah. I'm not into that right so you just start making up the history have you ever done that you like start <laughs> making up the history behind that place like if so my friends and I have a game where we'll be walking through somewhere that none of us have ever been I'm like oh so what's the story behind that building. Yeah. You know, they were, uh, so that was where Stalin used to go see his second wife. Yes. Uh, they had three children. One of them was allergic to potato. You know, yeah. it's just the most ridiculous thing, but try it next time you try It's my... Cause I, I don't want to Google what's doing. Like, yeah. I think some things in life are just more beautiful left a mystery. If you don't know. That's nice. I, I understand that. I used to have a bit about getting chlamydia when I was like 20. I had, I, I've had chlamydia a few times when I was younger. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was like my best story for a few years when I was starting out. And when I'd write my set lists, I, I knew how to spell chlamydia, but I didn't know. Like, you know, you're like, I know, but I don't want to check yeah, yeah, yeah. just in case. And so I started just fudging the middle of the word. Cause I was like, it's nice to just not know. It's not, you know, I do that. I have to do that thing. I'm terrible at spelling. Oh yeah. Um, I'm better now, but especially some words I can't spell believe. Oh, yeah. I can never spell believe. So I'll be like, texty, 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 texty. Stop, pause, auto, like auto dialect. Auto di- believe. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then go back to like, I never That's get. funny. I feel like my spelling is getting worse because I don't commit words to memory now because I'm like, I, and I feel like I'm pretty good at spelling and all that shit because I'm just really. Well, you want to hear a Yeah. I just, and that's the kind of shit that I'm like, if I don't know how to spell something, that will annoy me and oh, I want to check. But I feel like lately it's not annoying me as much because there are a few words like successful maybe or mm. just words with double C's and double fucking whatevers. Two doubles. A lot that of fucks doubles. me up. And you're like, which one's the double? Which one's not the double? Yeah. And then some of them have double doubles and they're yeah. not great. They. It's not successful. It's another one. I can't remember, but it's a word I, that I use a lot and it, it could have three doubles, but it doesn't. Oh. I can't remember. But anyway. Um, well, tell me about this Dan Andrews very oh, okay. first thing because this is a thing that's blowing yeah. up. And this is, I was like, I've, I've, I had the idea to interview you 
after you had done that and then I was like oh Casey would be great to interview and then I saw how much attention it was getting and I was like fuck I don't want to just be this cunt who's like hey man so like you're doing pretty well do you want to uh, come on my you know what I mean and, uh, but I want you to know rest assured no one will listen to this oh that's great hello to the five this people that are here 54 please 54. 54 fuck man that's, that's kind of a running joke that I have I've been doing this pod for four years and yeah. like, there's 54 Roughly, but it, you'd be surprised how many times 54 people download this. See, that's that's all you need. Yeah. Diehard fans are way better than, you know, yeah. normal fans. You got- I, I, I like to think that it's not the same 54 people. It's uh, yeah. a pretty constant cycle of people listening for like a couple months and then falling away. And then at the same time, new people find it, you know? Well, just know that if anyone ever like if we if we if we make it like properly like the you know the big times uh-huh. this one this will be my first podcast great um but two i mean it's a good conversation it's, it's a great just... conversation <laughs> oh i don't often have guests but lately i'm trying to because i'm trying to be more collaborative and open myself up and shit and cross pollination is the yeah. secret to marketing man there you go and i had a great conversation with my friend uh my friend aurora campbell who's an artist from um brisbane as well mm. lived in melbourne she's back in brisbane now and we did a great one. And I was like, fuck, why aren't I doing more of those? Yeah. I got another one lined up with a mate who does music. Whatever. No. Well, it's no big deal. You know, he once did cover Wonderwall. Yeah. At a gig. Yeah. So he's pretty big. Yeah, so he's pretty big stuff. Actually, that's uh, a quick side note. That's the other thing I've done during lockdown is I've taught myself how to play Wonderwall and the horses on the that's recorder. That's sick. Fuck yeah. It sounds On cool. the recorder. Yeah. That's I, the worst instrument. I know. And that's why I do it. My whole plan is to go out to bars because like, as I say, it's been a long lockdown and like, I'm not really, I, like I, I go to gigs and I work a lot. I don't really have time to like go out and meet new people. So I'm, if I'm going out, I'm like, I'm, I'm a catch something. I'm like, do you know what fucking straight white dude, like, oh, they're not white, they're just straight yeah. Australian dudes like? The fucking horses. Yeah. That's what they like, you know? So I plan on taking this recorder in, like, every purse that I have and just be like, you want to see my, my party street? Um, but, yeah. Great. But the Dan Andrews thing. Yeah, I mean, and also, yeah, no, fucking don't feel that. Like, I never felt like you yeah. would. Like, as I say, the disparity between where you are as a comic and where I am as a comic and the disparity of where I am at art and you are at art, I feel yeah. like equals us out. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like... You talk about the disparity of you and me as a comic, but yeah, it's not like we work in different media. And when mm. I say we, I mean everyone, you know, who's trying mm. to make art or whatever. But it's like you're just because you're starting out at comedy, you've been doing this other thing for a while. And I think if you're thinking about trying to connect with people and put yourself out there, the amount of time that you've been thinking about that is kind of where you are, you know? Like, yeah. I can tell you've been thinking about the fucking same shit that I have, which is why I wanted to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, it's been in there for a while, as I say. It's just finally, you know, you do a few gigs, you get the confidence, and then that's yeah. about it. Now I'm a lot more confident to just go up with only a couple ideas rather than mm. a set list, and they're the gigs that I do a lot better at. Sure. But the fairy bread, like, it just, as I was saying before, it it was an idea that popped into my head, and it just wouldn't get out, and I'm so fucking bored during mm. lockdown. So bored. It's just me and my dog in the house. Yeah. Um. The house is clean. I clean the house fucking every three days. I, I've gotten to the point where I'm so fucking overcooking. It's because yeah. I just cook for myself. Yeah. So like I wasn't I wasn't even eating because I'd be like oh what's for dinner actually do you want I don't even want to make it I'm just uh-huh. gonna leave it. Yeah. Um. And then I just got this idea. Um. Uh, and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Um. And 
I did it and I knew that like I thought it would be a fun little TikTok because I knew the sound I wanted to use. Um, yeah, is that that um, whatever someone talking and then you're talking and you're like, I'm not crazy. Look at what I've done. Yeah, exactly. There's a yeah. scene from Parks and Recs okay. where one of the characters gets fired uh-huh. and he starts making like a claymation. Yeah. And uh, his friend goes, I'm sorry, to t- you are clinically and like utterly depressed. And then he goes, depressed? I'm the furthest thing from depressed. I mean, look at what I made. Do you see him? Could a depressed person make this? Um, I got that sound in my head. I was like, it's, I guess I started seeing TikTok and I started seeing comedy as performance art. And so it's just started to click a lot more in my mind. It's like when you're shown a math, how to solve a math problem in a different way that you understand. Um, And so everything's just kind of falling into, into place. And, um, it just, yeah, I uploaded it to TikTok. I, I Googled best time to upload TikTok because I was like, mm-hmm. I, I made a TikTok prior to that that got uh, 80,000 views. Um, and it's when I drew a whole lot of mascots for my, I drew the pitch mascots for the Brisbane Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like Bazza the Bin Chicken and I, I, I was like, I did all the details, Muzza the Milton Mango, which is what we call Forex, and then I did right. the Brown Snake, because that's what we call the Brisbane And I went into all the details and the artistic breakdown of it. Sick. So that idea that art and comedy could work started there. And then I was like, oh, I, I had like 50 followers. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, do I, at least I'll get a couple likes on it. So I'll just upload it at a prime time so they yeah. see it. And then I went to, I uploaded in the morning, started working, um, and a few of my friends shared it. They were like, haha, this is so funny. Oh, my friends like it. They were sharing it on the Instagram. Uh-huh. And then I opened my phone at about 12 o'clock, like 12 midday. And it had gotten like 90,000 views. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. And then I, the thing that sparked it, the reason I looked at my phone is I got an email on my personal email that said, hi, we're from, uh, the hundreds and thousands company. Oh, sick. We would like to work with you for National Fairy Bread Day. If you're interested, we'd like to send you a PR package. Oh, my um, God. And do a press release and stuff yes. like that. Yes. And I was like, fuck, yeah. And then um, we've actually been in a few more talks, which is something that if it comes into fruition, uh-huh. will be me achieving one of my lifetime goals. Which is? I'm going to keep it on the on the low. Uh-huh. Um, but November 25th will... Okay. I think is is, is the day. Oh man, um, that's so fucking cool. And then, um, Lad Bible was the first media to say, yeah. "Hey, can we republish it?" And then my friends like sent me a pedestrian article. Yeah. And then someone called, sent me a photo, and called me saying, "Were you on the project?" And I'm like, "What?" And I was. They'd shown the clip on the project, and then I got a message the next day from the Daily Mail uh-huh. saying, asking me a bit about the work. So yeah. I gave them. Um, uh, basically, a didactic table is the um, little sort of square next to an artwork okay. that describes it. So I kind of gave like them the little, plaque. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I gave them like the basic blurb of like where it came from and how because it, it it is a bit more like obviously it's fun and it's you know, humorous, but you know, it's, is commenting on how, like, uh, the consume, like the, how we as a generation digest and absorb media. And it's, it's through memes. It's through TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. through 
calling him Daddy Dan and yeah. and how we can take these sort and like I, in advertising I've always loved how Australians use humor mm-hmm. to convey serious matters like um like not happy Jan and like mm. or like it's amazing and it's something that just like stuck with me and I did that article and then it got published on like dozens of sites around the world um I was on the Nigerian news sick um so is the art is the work what what is the work for you in this sense like what's the so artwork it, is it is it the image or is it the nah, video it's all of it it's all of it and that's the that's what I guess I've been like as I say again I'm very sometimes I find things hard to articulate but like trying to say it's like a it's all me, therefore it's all the yeah. art. The TikTok with the sound. Yeah. The fact that it's on TikTok and that's uh-huh. how it was consumed. Yeah. The news articles themselves yeah. is a part of it. The uh-huh. fact that I'm like casting it in epoxy at the moment so uh-huh. it can be hung up. You know, right. it's the fact that that will then deteriorate. Like there's a very famous artist that I referenced when I did, the article did come out called Damien Hurst. I don't okay. know if you've heard, heard of him. The name. So he's that dude who puts the animals in formaldehyde. Okay. Like the giant shark. Have you seen the great white shark that's in a tank? He basically, yeah, he puts all these animals, or he did um, put all these animals in formaldehyde. And he's one of the artists. There's very few artists that I really do like. As I say, I hate going to galleries. I don't like a lot of art because it's different and his was different. And so like the fact that my artwork will rot and it will deteriorate underneath this is also part of the art. I don't want it to last forever because yeah. it was never designed to last yeah. forever, you know? And politics is never meant to, is never going to last forever. They're also in and out and they're going to mm-hmm. rot and fade away. And it's, as I say, it's and a big thing that has been like, a, I'm not, because a few people are like, oh, you know, he did this, this and this. I'm like, it's not my political statement. Mm-hmm. It's my statement about politics. Yeah. I, it's not that, like, I'm pro-Dan, I'm not pro-Dan. Yeah. Um, it's about, like, the images. I mean, the, the reason that that's such a recognisable image is because this COVID is so big and he was there every day and you see the press conferences and you just know that image is important yeah. right now. And I just yeah. think the artwork itself, in every aspect, was the pinnacle of, like, COVID culture. It yes. was a TikTok made of fairy bread yeah. of a press conference of Dan Andrews. If I had made that any other time mm-hmm. than what I made it, it would not have been relevant. Yeah. It would have not been understood yeah. and it would not have been something that I would have been right. proud of. Is fairy bread a TikTok thing? Uh, sorry, a, a COVID thing for you? I didn't know. I didn't know. No, but for it's... me, fairy bread is like, it's, uh, it's nostalgic. It's very Australian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People overseas don't know what that is. They don't even know what, they don't call them hundreds and thousands. Oh, no fucking sprinkle. Yeah. Fuck right Yeah. Off. Yeah. And so it's like, it's very of the place and it's hyper local. Like it's Victoria, specifically Melbourne. You know, I guess other states probably know who Dan Andrews is, but we were the ones who saw him every fucking day on the news, wearing the North Face, all of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, I've, as I say, it's just, it's, I've always really liked commenting on sort of consumerism and sort of the feeble nature of how everything fades away uh-huh. and nothing is, nothing is permanent that... Um, like I made again. I made Jul- uh, Julia Gillard out of fairy bread yeah, last saw night, that. and the uh, the quote. What was it? I will not be lectured on misogyny by this man. Yeah, yeah. and the the fact that people ask for merch, I made merch, and then yeah. that is selling again is just a contributing. As, as I say, it's all just me making myself more me. 
Yeah. And I want to share it with people, not because, like, I think I'm great or whatever, but because I think sometimes people just need to see Julia Gillard made out of fairy bread. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's so beautiful what you just said. Some people just... (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. Some people just... It's like some people just need a laugh at a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people just need you to be the one who picks out them as the punter that yeah, you're going to yeah, fucking yeah. target. The, yeah. you, so I just think, and like, I'm not perfect and I, I never want to be and I don't always like myself. I don't always like what I make. Uh-huh. And I think that's an important thing to get out there at the moment where everyone's trying to be perfect. I just want to have fun. I, yes. I just want to chase the fucking dopamine yes. however it is. And if I can bring up, if I can help other people do that as well. Yeah. Fucking amazing. And that's why I want to leverage this for my comedy. I want I made Kevin Rudd last night out right. of um, Vegemite toast. Sick. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, um, man. Toasted bread as well. Toasted toast? bread. Toasted yeah. bread. That's um, sick. Butter. Uh, uh, yes, a little bit of butter, but it's a, it was a bit, oh my God, this one took me. So this is a, a new medium. But as yeah. I say, I've always found I'm, without sounding up myself, I'm very good at picking up on anything that's using a medium. Right. That's why I'm good at baking. It's just a different medium. That's why, you know, I can be good at drawing if I want to be. Uh-huh. I, and, and and comedy, you just got to kind of figure out how to make you fit into that medium and then it's mm-hmm. somewhat doing bad in comedy. Yeah. Like I'm getting offered stuff, sure. which is, you know, good. And like sometimes it's because I've got a vagina, but sometimes it's because I'm funny. Yeah. You know? So it's... It's good, and it's just a... I just didn't expect this to, to happen and to blow up like it did. And as I say, I got offered some stuff that's coming out of it. Uh-huh. There's even... my I got, Out of all of it, out of all of it, my f- most exciting thing is that a peanut butter brand is sending me a fucking PR box. Yes. Or nut butter. A fucking peanut right, butter is my Right, because they want you to make... They want you to make something out of their PB. I'll, I'll fucking do it. You're do it? I fucking love peanut... Yeah. Peanut butter is, peanut butter is the reason I... At any given point in time, if I put on weight, I guarantee you it's because of peanut butter. <laughs> like, I can't keep it in the house. Yeah. I will eat it all till it's gone. Like it is, it is. Uh, I don't. It's my crack. It no. is. It is my. I've never done crack, but I assume it's similar. Do you do it with butter? No. Fuck off. Oh well, it's been great talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already got butter in the fucking time. No, nah, man, you need it with butter as well. The oiliness of the butter. That's what I'm talking about. I fucking love peanut butter as well. Well, um, obviously you're not like. Look, there's a giant I do, part of the internet that is peanut butter stands. Yeah. Of you would get eaten fucking alive. No, well, no. Good, because then they're too full to eat their fucking peanut butter <laughs> the wrong way. The wrong. So, which brand do you go with though? Uh, I don't have a brand actually. But, yeah, it is always... And, like, oh, smooth is good. Crunchy is good. I'll have either. I'm not really falling either side mm-hmm. of that. But it needs to be... I won't do it on toast because the butter melts. I prefer Vegemite toast with melted butter. But plain bread, like, untoasted and, like, a nice bread with, like, fresh bread with fucking butter and peanut butter. Stop the presses. Yeah. See, my favourite way is literally straight out of the fucking jar. Straight out of the jar. Like, to, it's, it's to the point where I'm, like... Like, I could see myself having a kink around it. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been... And it's Man, been... that would be something to mix, like, peanut butter and sex. 
I mean, I feel like, like, it's lickable. That's yeah. the thing. And as, as, I think it's also, it's like, it's been a fucking long lockdown. I don't, I can't do the dating apps anymore. I yeah. don't like them. But it's hard because when you're out and you're just gigging, you don't, I only meet other comics yeah. and half of them, I'm just like, you know, I only fuck funny people, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. And it's just, so it's just like, you know, what do you, what do you do? So yeah. I'm just like, I think it's just, it's just all. Mm-hmm. Built up, it's it, yeah, long lockdown. That's sick. Well, fuck, dude, you fucking that rant that you just went on before got me fired up. That's, yeah, that's sick, man. Um, I do you have anything else to say? I reckon yeah. we're almost done. Yeah, here, I reckon but... we're finishing up it, but it's yeah, thanks for having me on. And like, uh, I, I think the thing though is like, obviously, not to be like too like philosophical or anything, I'll just uh-huh. leave it with it's just like, I think you need to realize that what you're doing is also performance art, sure. And it's about, you know, like art in every sense is, is art itself. And so it's like, whatever you can incorporate into it, that's more you just mm-hmm. do it. I yeah. Think. It's like, that's my, that's what I've realized through all of this is that with the way that the world works now, you're not taco the comedian. You're just yeah. taco. You're yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, I'm just, you, and I do comedy and I also have other things yeah. that I do and it's like. Don't pigeon, don't pigeonhole it. And I think that's, I think what everyone should be seeing, I guess. But yeah, like that, I'm I'm just amazed. I love that 52. Like I, I I would go see that at the gallery. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks mate. Thanks for doing the pod. And, uh, can I play some piano for you now? Yeah. Sick. Let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. Pew, 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 pew. I hope you guys enjoyed that, man. Um, that was me talking to Casey Gothard with uh, a little pee break in the middle. Huh? Do you guys like the pee break? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the chat, man. I really, I had a lot of time um, chatting to Casey. If you liked that, um, go back and listen to the one I did with Aurora Campbell. Uh, if you want to hear another conversation, if you haven't listened to the pod before and you want to hear another conversation, uh, with someone making cool art. Also, if you liked it, give it a uh, a five star review on iTunes. Um, what else? Come to my house. Do you want to come to my house? Come check out my garden. <laughs> do you want to do you want to come and look at my tomatoes? <laughs> If you like that, you can um, maybe bake uh, like a, some sort of nice baked... Oh, that's the other... Casey brought around some fucking baked treats. So if you've liked that, you can come to my house, but you better bring some fucking some treats, you dirty dog, or else you will not cross that threshold. I'll treat you like I treat all people trying to suck... Uh, you're a vampire. That's the joke that I'm trying to make. You know, you're trying to suck vitality out of my life without offering anything of your own. You're a vampire. You're a vampire. And you can't come into my house unless you bring baked goods. Um, <laughs> follow Gacy. Oh, God. I should have fucking... You know what? It'll be in the show notes on the Instagram, sitting under podcast. Follow me at Aiden Jones Comedy. And uh, I'll put links to Casey's profile on Instagram. To be honest, she's probably got more fucking followers than me because the TikTok that she did for the Dan Andrews Fairy Bread thing ruled. So, um, 
Yeah, man, but go check it out. If you haven't seen it, I'll put up uh, like some photos of that and uh, some of the fucking series she did of the um, comedians as dictators. I'll put all of that on the uh, on the fucking Sitting Under Podcast Insta. Other than that, I hope you guys are doing good, man. Thank you very much for listening and have a great week. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Peace. <laughs>